Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Verse number one says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Bible says the earth was without form and void. You got to get a picture of this. Form, without form means it was a worth, the Greek, uh, Hebrew actually means it was a worthless desolation. It was a wilderness wasteland. Once you get a picture of what God started with. It was a, a, a total ruin. Void means it was an undistinguishable ruin, and it was very dark. It was a dark, watery abyss when God started. Are you following me? And I ain't got time to go through the scriptures, but through Genesis chapter number 1, of course, God beginning, began with, let there be light. And every time God got through with the day, he would say, this is good. You follow me? This is good. All the way down to look at verse number 31. Verse 31, And God saw that everything that he made, and behold, it was, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Five times during the process of creation, God said, this is good. But when he got to the completed form, he said, this is very good. In other words, if you can't recognize the good in each step of the process, you'll never experience the very good of your destiny. You got to get that. We're going to deal with that for just a little bit. All right? Turn with me now to Isaiah. Well, first let's read chapter number two, verse number one, Genesis. So God saw everything was very good. And then it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in, in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Turn with me now to the book of Hebrews. First, let's go to Isaiah, Isaiah 46, 9. Isaiah 46, 9 says... Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, which means before time, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So we see God saying and doing. Somebody say that with me. Saying and doing. One more place. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 9. 
It says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Now, I want you to understand what rest is. Rest is a cessation of motion or action of any kind. Rest uh, is related to abide. Abide means you're not having to move anywhere. You have reached your destination. There is a destiny for the people of God. There's a place you're trying to get to, to where you don't have to work no more. Whatever it is, whether it's in your finances or in your health or in your marriage, uh, uh, there is an end that you are aiming for. Are you following me? That, that you don't have to work as hard as you did to get to where you are right now. Somebody shout, it's going to take work. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For the, he that is entered into... Huh? His rest. There's a rest for you, and there's a place for you, and there's a place for you. There's a destiny for you. It's not my destiny. It's your destiny. Are you following me? It's a destiny you got to work towards. It's a place of rest that you've got to endeavor to enter into. Are y'all following me? For he that has entered into his rest... He has also ceased from what? His own works. Your works ain't my works. Are y'all following me? Your works are not my works. You're going to have to do some stuff to get to where you want to go. And I'm going to have to do some stuff to get to where I want to go. But he that has entered into his rest has ceased from his own works just like God did from his. Here's a powerful scripture right here. Let us labor Therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Your presence uh, has already filled this house, Lord. Thank you for the spirit of worship the anointing of the Almighty that's already in this place. But, Lord, we ask you now, take us to another place in and through and by your word this morning that we'll leave here richer and fuller because of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. God bless you. You're seated in the presence of God. Oh, I'm so excited about uh, giving you these principles this morning. One of the most quoted scriptures uh, on faith is Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 1. I bet you can nearly quote it by heart. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The substance. Faith is, faith is the substance. Substance can be defined as the blueprint. Faith is the blueprint of what I'm hoping for. It's, it's, faith is the disclosure, the revealing of the thing that I am desiring. It's, it's, faith is the substance, means it's the thing desired that is written, it is drawn, it is described, it is the big picture in finished form. Amen? Faith is the substance, it's the big picture. Like if you were going to build a house, what you would start with is a blueprint. And that is a physical exposure of what you desire. Amen? Faith is seeing the big picture or seeing the finished product before you ever begin the process. Here's the problem. We in the spirit-filled realm, we don't like process. Oh, y'all going to be quiet this morning, ain't you? I'm going to preach and shout for myself. 
We don't like process. We want somebody to smear some oil on us. Thank you, Brother Scott. We, uh, ben, you're speaking up over here, giving prophetic words. We want somebody to give us a prophetic word. Amen. And all it takes is you giving me a word, anointing me with oil, and bam, I got it. But every prophetic word comes, every promise is connected to process. Mm, ever connect. So, so faith is seeing the finished project product before you ever even begin the process. Faith is seeing the end from the beginning. And then keeping that end in clear view all throughout the creative process. Hebrews said it, faith is the substance of the things you're hoping for. It's the evidence of the things that you cannot see. And, 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 and in other words, faith is the ultrasound of what you're about to give birth to. Amen? Faith allows you to look into a realm that the natural eye cannot see and get a description of where you're going. Oh, help us this morning, Holy Spirit. Now, we see this kind of faith demonstrated in Genesis by God himself. Isaiah said that God declares the end of a thing from the beginning and from beforehand the things that are not even done yet. Meaning when it came to creation uh, of the world, God saw it before it ever existed. He could see it in his mind's eye. He could see it by faith. He was already talking about something that never even existed. Are you listening to me? He began to declare things that had not even been done yet. He was describing what he saw by faith. Amen. In other words, you're not even in position to receive a miracle until you start talking about it before it exists. You're not even in position to receive a miracle until you can see it before it ever exists. Mark chapter number 11 says, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. In other words, he said, when you go to God about something, you ought to already have your blueprint out. You can see yourself walking in it. In spite of where I am right now, I can see myself healed. Oh, oh, you got to hear me. You got to hear me, amen. In other words, you're not even positioned to step into destiny until you can, until you can describe it before it ever exists, amen. I refuse to let my current situation, uh, amen, identify me because in spite of what you see me going through, I see me as God sees me and I see where I'm going. Oh, somebody better help me right now. So I'm not at all discouraged with this current crisis in my life because I'm not looking at the now. I see the big picture. Woo, go with me this morning, amen. This is the way God talks, amen. You gotta start talking about what you are seeing. Somebody says seeing is believing, but really believing is. Did you catch that? Believing is this. This is the way God taught. Romans says that God calls things that are not just like they already were. Jesus told the crippled woman, she had been over for 38 years. Jesus walked up to her and said, woman, thou art loosed. 
He didn't address her in her current dilemma. He, he addressed her in what he saw. Oh, my God. Somebody's got to get a hold of this principle. You'll never come out of where you are until you can see where you are going. There has to be a destiny before they can be destined. Or there has to be a destination before they can be destiny. And if you don't have a point to where you're going, you'll never leave where you are. Oh, my God, help me. I'm going to help myself if I don't help anybody else. Amen. You got to be able to see it. The woman with the dead child that Josh preached on last week, amen, she could see the big picture, so she started positioning herself with her speaking. She had a dead child, but she saw the big picture and started declaring, all is well. Ask your neighbor right now, what are you believing for? Go ahead. Go ahead and ask him, what are you believing for? Next question is, can you see it? Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm believing for. I'm just believing I'm going to survive another day. The devil is a liar. Life Church is going somewhere this, this coming year. Amen. I'm just believing I'm going to make it through the day, and, and I'm going to make it into next year, and next year's probably going to look like last year, and I'm just going to struggle from week to week, from paycheck to paycheck. I wish I had some help in here. Amen. Huh? That's all I've ever seen. That's all I can see. Well, you got to get a vision. Somebody help me. You got to get a destination. You got to see yourself. Some of you can't even see yourself winning. Amen. You have lost so long you expect to lose and all you see yourself is as a loser. Amen. You got, oh God help me to behave myself this morning. Amen. I want to ask you, can you see yourself walking in your miracle? You'll never experience it until you can see it. The process can't even start until you see it clear enough to say it. Oh, I'm going to say that again. I said the process to your destiny hadn't even begun until you have seen it clear enough to that's what you're talking about. I ain't talking about how broke I am. I ain't talking about how sick I am. I ain't talking about how down I am. All I'm going to talk about is how healed I'm going to be, how healthy I'm going to be, how established I'm going to be, and now I'm talking, now I'm positioning myself, amen, Whitney and Jordan get to go in a few days to get an ultrasound of that little fella growing in there. Fella in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Little Asher that's growing in there. You can't see it out here, but Whitney knows something is going on in there. And now every time we get around Whitney, all she wants to talk about is... That's okay, baby. You just keep right on talking. Amen. And nobody else can even see it right now. Nobody else can even notice her. But she's talking what God has about what God has placed in her. The first step of faith is for you to get a blueprint. Oh, somebody help me right now. And you got to start talking about where you know you're going in spite of where you are. My, 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 my. Amen. Some of you are hindering the process with your stinking thinking. Huh? 
You are snared by the words of your, oh my God. The Bible says you are snared by the word. You're trapped. You got your foot in the trap. You ain't going nowhere because all you're talking about is negativity and what ain't happening and what ain't going right instead of declaring, God declares the end of a thing from the beginning. Can you receive that this morning? And so here God is, and God said, I'm going to show y'all how this is done. And I, and I like the extreme confidence of God in this scripture. He said, my counsel will stand, and I will do all my pleasure. In spite of how impossible this situation is, it is a chaotic mess. It is without form and void. It ain't nothing but a black abyss. He said, but in spite of what I see, my counsel will stand, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, that's good right there, amen. In other words, I'm gonna start speaking my counsel, amen, into a negative situation, and not only am I gonna say it, I'm gonna start doing my pleasure. See, all the speaking in the world ain't gonna do you no good until you start doing. My brother Larry back there, he has slimmed down, got rid of that old big belly, and I've been telling him, I'm gonna get rid of mine. I'm finna get rid of mine. I've been declaring it now for about two weeks, but I mean, here come Thanksgiving. Can I get a witness on turkey leg? <laughs> uh, here, here's Christmas, you know? I mean, so after it's over, I'm telling y'all. I've got good counsel, but counsel with no action is dead. Oh, somebody ought to help me right there, amen. Intention with no action. So the Bible says, he said, my counsel's gonna stand and I'm gonna begin to do my pleasure. It said, the earth was without form and void and God said, let there be light. And the Bible says there was light and he divided the light from the darkness and he called the light day and the darkness night and the morning and the evening was the first day and God stepped up and said, this is good. This is good. Are y'all following me? This is good. You know what good means there? It means complete or sufficiently perfect in its current state. God said, this is good. There was no land. There was no sea. There was no sky. There was no sun. There was no moon. There was no stars. Somebody said, wait a minute. He just said, let there be light. Yes, he did, but there wasn't no sun because he didn't create the sun till the third day or was it the fourth day? So in essence, God was simply operating from the light of his own word. That's another class. Amen. So there was still no no planets, no animals, there was no humans, and God is already saying, this is good. This is completely, sufficiently perfect in its current state. And the reason he could stop and praise himself on day one of six days, oh, somebody got to get this. The reason God could stop and applaud himself on day one of six days of work is because he did not judge the first day against the sixth day. 
Mm, we better help somebody this morning. Oh, yes, God saw the big picture. He saw uh, where he wanted to be on day six. He knew he was not there yet. He knew he was not where he wanted to be uh, yet. But he also understood that the first day was complete and sufficiently perfect. He understood that the requisite for going to the second day was perfecting the first day. Stay with me now. So instead of God being discouraged because he was not where he wanted to be on day six, he stopped and began to praise himself because day one was perfected and now he can move on. I'm trying to help somebody who cannot praise God on day one of your journey because you're too busy looking at day six of your journey. And you cannot, oh my God, are y'all okay? It's good to see the big picture. It's good to see where I'm going. It's good to see where I want to be. It's good to where I see, be, uh, see where I want to be in my health, in my strength, uh, uh, in my finances, in my relationships, amen. But faith understands it's a process and you'll never get to phase two until you can perfect phase one. And even though you don't see the end product yet, you can say it is good. Oh, somebody get a hold of that word. It is good. This is good right here. I know I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And I'm going to, oh, get this word right here, amen. If you get too distracted with a finished product, you can't work on the era that you're on right now because you got to perfect where you are to begin to move the process. The Bible says, be faithful over the, and I'll make you ruler over the many things. A lot of people never get the process moving because we're always beating ourselves up because we're not everything we know God wants us to be. Amen. I'm just not there yet. I can see where God wants me to be. I can see what God is wanting me to do. Amen. But listen to me. God understood it's a process. Amen. And he said, I'm not, I, I, I'm not intended on being right here when the process is over. But I got to start learning to praise him along the way. Yeah, you may not be out of your dilemma yet. You may not be out of your situation yet. But you got to perfect praise right in the midst of where you are. And then that prepares you to go to the the next phase. Huh? Am I helping anybody in this place? I can't even move on to tomorrow until I have perfected where I am right now. I can't perfect where I am right now if I'm continually beating myself up because I'm not at the completed phase yet. Somebody better get hold of that. Amen. I got to stop and start saying, you know what? This is good. I may not be where Scott Mercer is, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm not lagging behind. Amen. I'm perfecting this little area I'm in. Amen. I'm perfecting this stage that I am in. And when I get it perfected, you're going to say, okay, in the morning and the evening was the first day. It's time to begin to move on. Amen. So right now, some of you just need to stop and start praising God for right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, help me. Thank you, Jesus. God, I want to praise you. I want to praise you. I'm not going to be distracted with everything I am not. I'm going to start praising you for what little bit you have done in me right now. My God, help me this morning. Five times 
in God's work of creation, he stopped and said, this is good. This is good. One phase at a time. This is good. Now, I think it should be known that five is the number of grace. Wait on me, baby. I see you preaching there. So by the grace of God, the work of creation was completed. Amen? It's completed. Somebody say, I'm not there yet, but I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm perfecting where I am right now. I'm going to go ahead and praise him right now. And by the grace of God, I'm going to get to where God wants me to be. So by the grace of God, the work of creation was completed. And the Bible says, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work that he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Notice. On the seventh day, God rested from all the work which he had made. In other words, labor will always precede rest. You got to get that. You're not going to get where you want to get by osmosis. You got to have a plan. Oh, this thing going to go over very good. I can tell already. You got to have a plan. You can't lose weight without a plan. You can't get healthy without a... You can't get financial stability without a... God said, my counsel will stand. Counsel means plan or purpose. Amen? When you start living on purpose, you can't even start living on purpose until you got a blueprint to go by. Amen? I can't build that home without a plan. I can't build it without a purpose. But the plan helps me to know what stage I got to do, when I got to do it, and I can't move to the next stage until that stage is completed. Amen? Ask your neighbor, you got a plan? Huh? You got a plan? What's your plan? He said he rested. So labor will always precede rest. It's going to take some work to get where you want to be. There is a desired end we want to get Life Church to by the end of next year. Well, in order to get it there, we got to have a plan. Amen. We got to have a plan. Amen. The, uh, uh, and, and realize, amen, it's not going to get there by itself. It, it's not just going to happen. There's going to have to be some labor involved to get, your, uh, to get you from where you are to what you can see in your intended purpose. The scripture says, there remains a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest has also ceased from his own labors, just like God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Faith is not the absence of work Faith initiates work. This is, how, this is how you can tell if you're really believing for what you're believing for. You're already working towards it. You're already moving in that direction. You're already preparing for it. Amen? You're already, people ought to be able to look at your actions and know what you're believing for. Amen? Uh, 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 Lacey wasn't supposed to be able to have a child. 
She wasn't supposed to be able to have a child. But God gave her a prophetic word, amen, or couldn't have a child. Uh, gave her a prophetic word that the child was coming, amen. So they came up with a name. They named the little fella. Actually, I, did I name that baby? Oh, sure wanted credit for that. Amen. And begin to prepare the nursery. Amen. Even though they hadn't been able to get pregnant. Are you following me? So her actions, uh, amen, was the proof of what she was believing for. And she began to work towards what she was believing for. My God, you got to get a hold of this. Matter of fact, so, so faith is not the absence of action. It's not the absence of work. Faith will always initiate work. It will always initiate activity in your life. James says, faith without, faith without works, faith without action is dead being alone. James 2.21 says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See how that faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. That word wrought means cooperate with. So Abraham's actions was cooperating with what he was believing for, and as a result, what he was believing for manifested because he acted on what he believed. Are y'all getting this? It became a reality. He was laboring to enter into his destiny. He was laboring to enter into his rest. There was a woman with an issue of blood, and the rest she desired was healing. And she could see the big picture because she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. Amen. But she didn't lay there in her house and bleed to death waiting on a miracle. Her actions began to work together with what she was believing and she began to press her way towards Christ. And the Bible says when she touched the hem of his garment, she was made whole. Amen. Faith without works is dead. Are y'all with me this morning? There was a woman that, that needed a financial miracle. She needed a financial blessing in her life. And the prophet come by and she said, what am I going to do? I need a financial blessing in my life. He said, well, go gather vessels. Go gather a whole bunch of vessels and bring them back in. Amen. So believing was not enough. Seeing was not enough. Are y'all following me right now? I said believing was not enough. Seeing it beforehand was not enough. She had to activate what she believed by action. And as she began to gather vessels, God opened up the windows of heaven and gave her a financial blessing. Faith without works is dead. He said, there is a rest for the people of God. Let us labor to enter into that rest. In other words, labor will always work. Activity will always come before your miracle. It's the word of God, man. This is what the Bible means when it says that faith without works is dead being alone. Faith must be accompanied by activity. As a matter of fact, James said, true living faith can only be identified by the activity it provokes. He said, you can say you believe all day long, but if your faith don't affect your actions, it's a dead faith. We got a, we got a lot of people... Christians 
that said they're believers, but their faith don't conduct and control their activity. Y'all with me over here? Amen. If you are a true believer, what you believe will be clearly seen and manifested in the way you act, the places you go. Uh, the places you go, the activity you get involved in, amen? Because faith without works is dead. And James said, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Faith without works is dead. He, uh, there was 10 lepers that need to be healed and they came to Jesus to be healed. And Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. Amen. And the only way a leper went to the priest to show himself was if, if, if he didn't have the, the disease anymore. So Jesus didn't flat out just say, you're healed. They didn't see any results. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Amen. So not only did they believe, they began to act on what they believed. And the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. As they began to activate what they believe by actions, uh, they begin to receive the miracle. Somebody shout, it's a process. So sometimes faith is a process that we never see it come to our place of rest because when we don't get the results we want in step number one, we just give up. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody. We just give up and say, well, it didn't work. No, maybe that was just the first step towards your miracle. Amen? And you got to keep moving towards your miracle. How do I do that? I got to see myself standing in the position that I'm believing for. Amen? I got to see it. And now my every action, my every move, my, my energy must be exerted towards getting to that place. Not being discouraged because I'm not there yet. Praising God for every step, every movement, every, uh, every miracle. The Bible says as they went, they were healed. I don't know if it was step one or step two or step three. Amen. But because of their faith, when they got to the priest, they were completely and totally whole. Amen. Some of us may be waiting on God to do something supernatural. And God may be waiting on you to take a step of faith. Amen. Some of you may be waiting on a financial miracle when you have not even sowed a seed that God can connect with. Well, how am I going to give? That's what I need a miracle for in my finances. Well, if I need a miracle in my finances, maybe I need to scrape up a seed to be able to invest. Oh, somebody ought to help me right here, right now. Amen. Somebody said, well, you're not supposed to give expecting to receive. That is a lie. What farmer goes out there every year, spends thousands of dollars to plant all them crops, Brother Guerrero, and no, I don't expect to get anything. I'm just giving. I'm just sowing. No expectations what's got you out there plowing. Expectation ought to have you given. Oh, my God, amen. Uh, amen. Because if what you have ain't enough to meet the need, maybe it's because it's a seed. I got to find a place to plant this. I got to find a place. So why? Because I see myself in financial freedom by the end of this year. Amen. So I'm going to scrape up something and I'm going to invest it somewhere into some good ground. And I'm going to, because I see myself blessed. I don't always see myself broke. I don't see myself always doing without. Amen. I'm going to initiate the steps for God to get into my life and begin to bless me in this area. Huh? 
Are you with me? He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Amen. Faith always requires action on your part. Or it's not faith at all. It's a religious belief system. It's a a counterfeit. If there is no sweat involved, you will, let me me say it this way. When God got through creating the earth, his fingerprints was all over it. You'll never receive a miracle that don't have your fingerprints all over it. Oh, my God. No, it's God. You better believe it's God that does the supernatural. But faith gives you the uh, power to participate in the destiny God has called you to do. Matter of fact, if you don't put some fingerprints on it, God can't never bring it into reality. It's dead faith. Oh, my God. Can y'all receive that this morning? It's dead faith. I guarantee you, your miracle is going to have your sweat in it. Huh? It's going to have one little salty drop coming from somewhere, amen, to where you had to exert some energy to get where you're going. There there ain't no supernatural surgery. There ain't no supernatural lap band. Amen? Where God can just come in here, and I'm not against that or whatever, where, where God can just come in there and do this thing for me. No, he expects me to participate in it because faith can only be manifested by me in the activity and my sweat. Amen. That's why he said, let's labor to enter into this rest. Hear me, Life Church. If we're going to get to be that church that we're looking for and desire, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some sweat. It's going to take some labor not prayer. It's going to take some meetings. Why is this stuff so offensive in this realm when every company that's ran on that realm out there, this is the principles they run on. Is that right, Scott? Amen. Don't y'all like pulling up to the Sonic now and watching that little screen and it's so much fun. It tells you exactly what you're doing and amen and all this stuff. Huh? That, that didn't just happen. Somebody come in and put that stuff in. Amen. Somebody decided, amen, namely Scott, somebody decided we, we got to get up to the 21st century. We got to move forward. So planning had to be made. Meetings had to be had to be able to get that thing from this product to that product. Amen. And then when we come in the spirit realm, we just expect, expect to get prayed for and fall out or something. Get up. Get up, slim and trim. I need to be anointed, sir. I need to lose about 80. Jesus. Oh, come on now. Somebody help me. Uh, yeah. I got a Twinkie in one hand, a donut in the other. Anoint me. <laughs> Anoint me. I need to shave off a few pounds. Amen. I don't know. That may have happened to somebody, but I ain't never seen it. I've heard about it, but I don't believe it till I see it for myself. I mean, hey, but one way to do it, amen, and that's to put some sweat equity in the miracle you're desired. And when you begin to work, God joins forces with you. Are y'all okay? And yet God puts the supernatural with your natural to get you to your destination. We are, we are spiritually, I'm just going to say it, lazy. Amen. Then sit back and talk about the people who's paying the price. 
get plumb mad at people like Larry. Larry, I could do that if I wanted to. <laughs> I could look like that if I wanted to. I just don't want to. My wife's teaching on jealousy. Spiritual jealousy sets in when we're not at the level someone else is in. And the reason is we didn't pay the price that they paid. Amen. We preach revivals and camp meetings all over this country. And they want to come up and tell me, would you pray for me to have your anointing? I'll pray for you all right. Uh, a holy indignation rises up in me. Amen. Uh, amen. And I need to start stopping and telling them, okay, let me tell you how you get to be anointed. Amen. How many hours of prayer are you spending? How much sweat is dropping on the, car- on the carpet in your prayer closet? How much time are you spending? Are you following me? Amen. Because you can possess the same anointing. Amen. If you will endure the same process. Somebody shout, it's a process. It's a process. Amen. Faith sees. He, he told them, and, and I need to hurry. I'm, I'm through being long-winded. No more long-winded sermons, all right? Amen. Uh, uh, Doug, they come up there. Lazarus was dead, and Jesus said, they want, uh, they, uh, Jesus came to the graveyard, and Jesus told them, roll away the stone. Roll away stuff. I challenge you, study every miracle in the Bible and see if you don't find some sweat equity in it. See if you don't find human fingerprints in every miracle in the Bible. Even Lazarus, he was a dead man. He said, roll away the stone. In other words, do you not think that God couldn't have rolled that stone away? He rolled it away to get Jesus out of it. Amen? That wasn't a problem. The problem is there's a faith principle that if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. So he said, all I need is some human participation in a supernatural miracle that I'm about to perform in your life. Amen. And they came back with, oh God, he is stinking by now. He been dead for a day. I'm gonna give you all the reasons this can't happen. Who am I talking to now? Amen. We can give more reasons why it can happen instead of one reason why it can happen. He said, he's thinking by now, Jesus wouldn't move. No, sir, you're going to roll a stone away. Roll a stone away. Matter of fact, he looked at him and said, didn't I say? Didn't you just hear me say that if you'll believe, you're going to see the glory of God? So Jesus connected believing with doing. So he was basically saying, did I not just tell you, if you'll put some fingerprints in this thing with me, you're about to see the glory of God. Amen? Faith without works is dead. So they had to get a committee together. They had to get some men together. They had to plan on how they was going to roll this stone away. They had to put some sweat equity in what they was believing for. And when they did, God done his part. My God, get a hold of that. So faith sees the desired end, then it starts taking the necessary steps to reach that desired end. You got it? It sees the desired end. It sees where I want to be. It sees what I'm believing for. And then it starts taking the steps, and it's always a process. There will be no promotion without process. Matter of fact, 
day one had to be completed before he could go to day two. Because day two is built upon day one. God couldn't jump from day one to day six because there wasn't nothing but water in day one. And if he had created Adam and Eve on day one, Adam and Eve would have drowned it. A lot of your promises and miracles are just drowning. Oh, man. Uh Uh-huh. It ain't that God didn't say you could have it. It's just you tried to pull it in the... You tried to pull the process from six days to one day, and what would have lived in the sixth day will die in the first day because day one prepares you for day two, and day two prepares you... For day three, it's a process, and you cannot be promoted. Some of you, man, you don't understand. Back there, all you're doing is opening the door and, and walking out with an umbrella. You got to perfect it. You got to perfect it. Nisha, here's your word. You got to perfect it. Amen. I tell you what, I may not ever get that mic. I may not get to preach right now. I may not get no notoriety right now, but I promise you, you ain't going to get no rain on your head because I'm going to have an umbrella. And I'm going to perfect, is anybody listening to me? And I'm going to perfect where I am right now. And I'm going to be so faithful over it. Amen. If I'm vacuuming, I'm going to have all my lines straight. That's a private joke. Amen. Our, our, our cleaning technician knows I like to line straight with her vacuum cleaner. And she spends lots of time getting them lines straight. Amen. So I may not be, amen, uh, in the limelight right now, but I'm going to protect where I am. And when I perfect this, God's going to promote me. God's going to promote me. Now I'm ready for phase two. Amen. I got to quit. Tell your neighbor, don't drown your miracle. Don't drown it. Amen. Don't give up on it. What's, what's my buddy's name right here again? Cade, Cade, don't give up on it, son. It's, 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 it's a process. Yeah, we would just love to see, boom, here it is. That's what we want so bad for you, man. We want it so bad for you. But because we hadn't seen it yet, we can't give up on what I am seeing. Amen. Uh, I, I, I don't mean to be little, but I know you can't see out of that, that one eye right now. But if you can see yourself seeing. Mom, if you can see this thing, if you can believe for this thing, Amen. And then you start in a process of, of, of building a faith that is a God, is anybody listening to me, that will swallow this thing up. But we drown our miracle because we want to pull day six into day one. You got to stop and say, this is good. This is, oh, somebody get a hold of that. This is good. This is in its complete form in its current state, even though this current state is not where I'm going. So now I'm going to say good, but a little later I'm going to say it is bad. Amen. If I can't say it is good, I'll never get to say it is very good. Oh, somebody ought to help me in this place. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. And the process is for your own safety. Amen? It's for your own safety. It's building you and preparing you for your destiny. You want it right now. Who who in this house don't have a microwave? 
Uh, we're spoiled. We're rent. That how you say that? Rent. We're rent, y'all. Amen. Just beep, 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 beep. And then we stand in front of that thing. Would you hurry up? Uh, am I the only one? What is taking you so long? It took you a minute and 30 seconds to heat that hot pocket up. Huh? Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. It's right now. We want everything right now. We want God. You've lived like an idiot for 20 years, and you've built this terrible world, and you just expect God to pam. Shout now. It took God six days to create the universe. And a day's a thousand years. I may have been around 6,000 years. God was working. Y'all, I was just kidding there. Don't get theological on me. <laughs> Are you following me? God said, I want to show you how this thing works. It works by having a plan and then working it one step at a time. And when you conquer one phase, you got to stop and say, praise the Lord. I praise you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. The fact that I completed the first day is a witness that at least I'm on the journey. Some of you ain't even started a journey to your destiny. We're just riding out church pews, praying for just another good day when God's got so much for you. Amen. I got to get this last point in there before we close. Can I? So catch this. Faith sees the desired end. It sees the end from the beginning. Then it starts taking necessary steps to reach that. Now, we're probably going to go in talking to finances and budgets and every natural thing that affects your life. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan to be healthy. You know, the worst thing we ever did, thank, somebody say thank God for doctors. I'm not against them. Thank God for doctors. But we have, we have done ourselves a great injustice when I trust my health to him instead of him and me. I'm going to say that again. Him and me. I'm not preaching against doctors. That's not my point, but I'm just telling you a lot of our ailments is because we have no physical plan to be healthy. So, faith sees what you want, and then it gets a plan to go get it, and then God gets in it with us, right? So, clarity of vision will produce clarity and precision in action. I want to say that again. Clarity of vision will produce clarity and precision in your actions. I start disciplining myself. Amen, Tammy? Tammy and Jimbo's doing real good. I'm just disciplining myself. Y'all can go ahead and do what you're going to do, but I'm, I, I can't do that. I can't get involved in that because I got a plan. Amen? Huh? All of y'all going out to eat, y'all going ahead, but I can't go. It ain't because I can't afford to go. I just can't go because I got myself on a budget and I got a plan and it's going to make me sweat. And I'm going to be working through this year, but at the end of this year, I'm going to rest. <laughs> or, or ever how long it takes. I'm just going to rest now because, I, are y'all following me? Because I have disciplined myself and I have maintained and it was so tempting for me to get involved with you and go with you when you were doing your thing and that might be good for you, but it does not, amen, it does not fit into my plan. And I got to stick to the plan to get to my desired end. 
Amen? I got directions. So clarity of vision will produce clarity and precision of your action. Last scripture, if you're taking notes, Habakkuk 2 and 2. Uh, give me Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 on this scripture. Let's, let's get this done and get out of here. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. For the vision is for an appointed time, but the end, it shall come to pass. It shall speak. It will not lie, though it don't come when you want it to. Are y'all getting this? Though it don't happen when you want it to, he said it will not lie. It will not deceive you. You got to wait for it. You got to keep working it till it works. And the word write, if you're taking the note, write the vision. Write means to inscribe, prescribe, and describe. That's how serious you got to be about what you want in life. Inscribe, prescribe, and describe. Inscribe actually means to etch or carve as a permanent record. In other words, you'll never make it there if it ain't written in stone. Huh? You won't never make it there. You can't write this stuff with, with a, a, a pencil. It can be erased. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe there ain't no sense in that much sacrifice. Well, that hit home on somebody. Huh? He said, when you make up your mind, you better chisel it in stone to where I will not compromise what I've started. Does that ever happen to y'all when you decide to fast? Does anybody ever fast anymore? Every time I decide to fast, somebody comes through town. Hey, pastor, let me go buy you lunch. And you know, you don't want to be rude. So you... I mean, logic sticks in. Well, you know, I don't see them very often. It would be rude not to eat. Okay, let's go. Does that happen to anybody else? When you decide to do something productive, the devil will always send somebody to get you off the plan. But if you etch it in stone, write the vision, etch it, prescribe. Prescribe means to state authoritatively rule or action that is to be followed, followed out. That's a prescription. This is what you do, how you do it, when you do it. That's what he meant when he said write the vision. Amen. That look, the doctor's orders. Got doctor's orders here. I got a prescription. This is what I got to do, how I got to do it, and how many times I got to do it. Amen. Somebody shout, write the vision. Write means to inscribe, prescribe, describe. Amen. If it's not important enough for you to be able to describe it, it's not important to you. You better catch that. Going into the new year with this stuff now. New year resolutions coming. If you can't describe, well, I just want to be blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah? Wow, that was a good one. I want to be blessed. No, I want to be blessed in this form, in this fashion. And the reason I got to identify it is because I can't have a rule of action without a description. So these are the things I'm going to do to get to where I want to get. And as I do, God's going to join forces with me. And his supernatural is going to be manifested in my natural. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.